Elizabeth, to kick us off, what have been your favorite five minutes of the past week? Um, a lot has happened this past week. You know, home for Thanksgiving. We beat OSU again in football. Go Blue. Uh, go Blue. So many great things have happened. But honestly, I think my favorite five minutes were on Sunday when I finally got to see both my roommates again for the first time after break. And we just got to catch up. I love them so much. So just being able to talk with them again in person, definitely the best five minutes of the week. That is so sweet. I love that. It's so special to have like roommates you can come back to and like be excited to see and interact with and like have such wonderful conversations with yeah i agree um i haven't had great roommate situations in the past uh so this year is kind of like a breath of fresh air that i am excited to come home and talk to them so being able to catch up with them is great it is i'm glad it's a breath of fresh air i know that roommates can be the best of times and the worst of times as we were kind of saying before this like it's (laughs) it can be crazy and i'm sure we can get into some of that down the line here but i want to just back it up a little bit talk me through you're at the university of michigan i want to know what led you to this school where'd you come from and then what did you kind of looking to study here like what brought you to michigan yeah absolutely so i'm an out-of-state student i'm from buffalo new york um when i was applying for colleges my junior year of high school i didn't apply to almost any schools in new york the only school i applied to was syracuse every other school i applied to is out of state so i was very adamant on the fact that i at least want to get out of buffalo it's not that i dislike it by any means i mean i was born raised there i love the city with my whole heart i just wanted like different experiences so it was really hard that year because schools weren't offering tours because of the pandemic so i was doing a lot of virtual stuff uh but my parents and i just hopped in the car one day and we drove to ann arbor and we walked on campus there was literally no one here because <laughs> yeah. there were no classes but i i loved it so much we just visited all the different buildings i had applied to lsa so we walked to the literature science and the arts building uh, we drove up to north campus and i just i loved it i thought it was so beautiful and even though there's no one there you could just tell there's something just so special about this campus so when i applied to all the colleges i applied to i was initially a political scientist major and my goal was undergrad in poli sci get my master's in public policy I really wanted to be a policy analysis I wrote my admissions essay on it everything I was super passionate about it but then I came here and I took an upper level poli sci class second semester of my freshman year and I realized I, I couldn't do it uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> I I'm still really interested in the political side of the United States but I was taking two American culture classes at the time and I really liked that it combined politics and American culture obviously because that isn't something you saw in poli sci at all so I started exploring that more and then by the end of the first semester of my sophomore year I declared American culture major so all I right. kind of bounced around a lot <laughs> that's good though that's valuable I think there's something to be said of like thinking like you walked in you had a path you took a class and you're like actually um and i think that's really valuable and kind of good to to adapt and like you're still i feel like really in that path your minor also has kind of things to do with like law and politics as well right yeah it's uh it's law justice and social change it's a sub minor in the sociology department it's really interesting and i picked up that minor because when i declared american culture i didn't know at the time if i wanted to go in more of a humanities route or if i still wanted to do that public policy policy grad program that I'd mentioned. So I thought having that law and social change background would be really helpful if I did decide to apply to post-grad school. So Yeah, it is a good backing. I didn't know that'd be, it's kind of funny that it's in the sociology department, but that's cool. I love the, <laughs> and by, when I say I love the social department, I mean, I love Terry McGinn. Um, I have no other exposure <laughs> to the social department, but I do love Terry. Um, we love Terry. We love so Terry. <laughs> if, if, you, the listener, if you want to know more about Terry, uh, he's in the episode catalog. So like scroll down a little bit, you'll find Terry. And it's literally one of my favorite 
favorite episodes I ever did. He's so sweet. He has so many great things to say. Yeah, he's from Western New York, too. So Yeah, he I'm, is. I have a lot to talk about. Yeah. How often did he bring that up in class? Because I feel like when he was in class and like he knew something about a student, <laughs> it came up every single class. He only brought it up in class once. I had went to his office hours and I was just talking to him about my grade. And he stopped me mid-sentence and said, where are you from? You do not have a Michigan accent. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I explained to him, I was like, oh, I'm from Buffalo. And he just, he couldn't, couldn't believe it. He was so excited. He immediately started talking to me about all these uh, different suburbs where my parents work and everything. Uh, he was very excited and it made me so happy. And then in lecture the following day, we were talking about like environmental impacts. And he was like, um, where's the, is the student from Buffalo, New York here? Like, well, that's, that's me. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I like the attendance. Like he stops yes. going by name. He's just like the student from Buffalo, New York. Um, yeah. yeah. I remember I was in a sociology of music and he would always there was I think two music majors in that class two sociology majors and a French exchange student and he would always like defer to them for different various different questions um it was very always very fun but yeah that's cool though but like I I really like the sociology department and like now as a junior are you still thinking of things post-grad are you leaning that way still um I've been actually the past couple weeks applying to internships like rapid fire uh they're all over the place uh there was a period in time where i really wanted to work in sports i talked with some people with some fam who have family connections with uh, who work in the sports industry so i've been applying to some internships there i don't know exactly for sure what i want to do i've been really into publishing and special collections work lately so a lot of my classes have been requiring me to go to um, the hatcher graduate library the bentley archive up on north campus the clemens library just getting out of the classroom and i just get to work with those materials basically every week it feels like and i love it so much and i think i really want to pursue a career where i get to work with firsthand primary sources like that so that's what i'm looking into right now like like sports historian almost like like you're looking at like like that kind of stuff in a career path or like what would primary source documents look like in in a journalism field like that it depends honestly what kind of library you apply to so the bentley archive up on north campus has any and all information you could think of pertaining to the University of Michigan's athletic department. So I'm doing a research project up there right now and we've been using newspaper clippings, Old Sports Illustrated. They also have a Michigan Daily Archive, which is really interesting that I've been using as well. Uh, The Clemens has um, early America pieces. Uh, The Hatcher, the special collections is just all over the place. We worked with the food special collections. We got to work with cookbooks. I did an analysis on a cookbook about soul food. So so honestly, it just kind of depends on what kind of archive and library you work in. There's information in history on literally every single aspect of American culture that you can think of. So it's just you have to find the, your niche niche. So. That's so cool. Can you sneak me into Clements someday? Because like that place <laughs> is under lock and key, but I really want to get inside. Like it looks so gorgeous and so cool. I went there for a class this semester, my American culture class, and we always speak with the same librarian there, Maggie Vanderford. Love, love Maggie. If anyone has ever had a class at the Clemens, they've met Maggie. She's the sweetest person to ever exist. And I walked in and she pointed at me and she said, you've been here before. And I have been there many, many times. Um, The Clemens, yeah, total lockdown, like you said, super hard to get in (laughs) unless you're there for a class. But Mm -hmm. I do know during finals, they do special like study breaks where you can go to the Clemens during open hours and you can go up to the viewing room and you can just study, bring your laptop, bring no pens, pencils though are okay. And you can just sit there and do homework for whenever the study sessions are available. I don't know the dates though. That's wicked. 
wicked. Okay, I'm so glad you told me this because now I need to take <laughs> advantage of this. Um, that seems so cool. Also, I'd love. To, I feel like Maggie's like I know everyone who's been in my library. Like I feel like it's just that vibe of like any like very Ollivander from Harry Potter like just knows <laughs> and they're like ah yes. Um, yeah exactly that's that's so cool i'm curious your pov on michigan um and i think i really want to lean into like michigan sports because that's definitely in your arena um your yoast arena to say (laughs) uh but like talk me through when you came to michigan like looking at it because i know buffalo is a big area like buffalo bills is a big sports hub as well um Mm -hmm. and i was just talking to to jordan from the side biscuit about that which plugged that episode as well um (laughs) but like coming to michigan was that also kind of in the back of your mind of like okay i really want to be engaged in a lot of the athletics here no really (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, Like you said, Buffalo is super big into their sports. Um, We have the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Sabres, that's our hockey team. I'm a super big hockey fan. So when I, w- when I was younger, my dad would take me to one Bills game and one Sabres game a year. And he always took me to the kids' games Aww. because he said they are more appropriate. <laughs> so starting when I was, I think, eight until I turned like 15 because my dad really didn't want to expose me to that. Um, <laughs> we went to the kids' shift. Yeah. We went to the kids' games, and we're also really big Toronto fans because we don't have a baseball or a basketball team in Buffalo. So I grew up a big Toronto Blue Jays and Toronto Raptors fan as well. So I just – my dad kind of exposed me to all these different sports as a kid, um, which is kind of funny because, like, I grew up a competitive dancer. So I never really got to participate in as many sports as I'd like to because dance was such a full-time commitment. Mm-hmm. So watching sports was just, like, kind of a fun little escape that my dad and I had together. Um, but he's part of, a, part of the reason I leaned towards Michigan when I called him because I opened my acceptance letter alone because I was so scared I had gotten rejected and I didn't yeah. want anyone to see me cry <laughs> so Dang. I opened I opened it alone I called my mom right away and then I called my dad and his immediate answer was oh my gosh you got accepted to a big 10 school <laughs> yeah so he from from the very beginning was super excited about the athletic environment at Michigan so that's part of the big reason why I got very involved because when I got the email about student tickets I mean season tickets for football he was like you have to buy them you oh, have yeah. to get season tickets Elizabeth you don't really it doesn't matter so I did I only had football season tickets my freshman year and he was so right. It was one of the best decisions I ever made because there's truly yeah. nothing like being in the big house. So I think that like initial push for my dad to kind of get involved really encouraged me a lot. And I, I the difference like in the fan bases in Buffalo and Michigan are honestly kind of crazy. Um, not just the fact that it's like professional teams compared to collegiate, but um, definitely just seeing how the different fans kind of operate is super cool. What are those differences? Like, what are the big things, Michigan fans versus Buffalo fans? Well, I'm not to like put in the words. It's just mm-hmm. walking into the big house compared to walking into, I'm just going to call it Bill's Stadium because the official name is just so, so much. But just like that initial walking in, it's just kind of an addition. It's a different feeling. Yeah. I'm doing, I'm actually doing my final research project for my American culture class on Bill's Mafia, which is the Buffalo Bill's fan base. And I mean, their fans are called the Bill's Mafia. The ma- That's intense. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah. So it's like, you just, you they have that name already. So there's just that additional t- t- intensity that you just, not saying the Michigan fans aren't intense because they absolutely are. And I mean, no disrespect because I'm a huge Michigan fan now myself, but mm-hmm. it's just, there's that different level, I think. I mean, you can look up Buffalo 
Buffalo Bills Mafia like tailgate, and you'll see pictures of people jumping through folding tables and lighting stuff on fire. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. And I'm using a couple of pictures like that in my presentation. And I don't know, it's just, they're both very dedicated fan bases, but just in a different way. That makes sense in the ways that they display it. Like, you're not going to catch someone outside the big house jumping through a folding table. But that is the norm when you're at a Bills tailgate. Like, you're going to see at least 10 people jump through a folding table in Buffalo. I found a picture of somebody getting absolutely blasted by ketchup and mustard, like with with the biggest possible crowd around them too. Yeah, I yeah I know exactly what picture yep. you're talking about. There's um, a folding table one. I found there's that. a folding table. Yeah, and it just started. I looked into the research of history behind it because I was like, that's weird. Why do we do that? Someone just you know had a little too much fun at the tailgate, and someone recorded them jumping through a table. <laughs> it just kind of became a trend where. You, you do that at games now during yep. the tailgates so tables on fire yeah tables on fire there's it's it's crazy can you see why my dad only took me to the kids games <laughs> yeah i get it i i definitely get it is this guy <laughs> on fire he's sitting on something on fire they didn't they didn't put the kids on that they didn't be like all right now six of you are gonna jump through this table together it's like we can fit them all yeah but um michigan sports yeah became a really big part of my michigan experience very early on i started going to a lot of different games when my whenever my dad would come to visit we would have to get tickets to go to some kind of michigan sporting event i mean he drove me back from thanksgiving break last week friday and he was like are there is there a volleyball game can we go to a volleyball game and we did Mm -hmm. so (laughs) we went to see michigan senior night actually versus purdue friday night and then oh, nice. went to the OSU game the next day. So did we win the volleyball night? No, unfortunately, we did not. Dang, alas. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Both teams did very well, though. Michigan looked great. That's good. I really want to get to a volleyball game. I think then I've got to ask you, eyes on the ground, Michigan versus OSU. What was that like? Like walking through that day? Um, I. It's just it was. So my freshman year, I went to the Michigan OSU game at the big house, and I actually had a broken ankle at the time. No. So yeah, so I was sitting at the very top, um, right behind the handicap seats because uh-huh. I couldn't actually get one of those because they were sold out. So sitting like in the front row at the very top uh, with my crutches and it was snowing that day as well. <laughs> and I ended up leaving early and I just feel like because I was in a boot, I had crutches, I didn't get the full experience. Yeah. Um, but this year I wanted that. I left my apartment at 9.15. I had, I got my email the other day telling me that I had scanned my ticket at like 10.03. The gates opened at 10. Wow. <laughs> We were in there super early. Um, I went with my roommate and her boyfriend and a couple of their friends. And we ended up being, I want to say, like 10, 15 rows from the field. We were directly next to the band, too. That's the best place to be. Yes, it is. And I just, I loved it because every single time we scored a touchdown, there was a delay between like the touchdown and then the band playing the victors because they were just celebrating. I was like, I love it because they're just yeah. so excited. They're cheering and they're like, oh my gosh, we have to play now. <laughs> um, so that was kind of funny, but I loved it for them. Uh, it was just, it was amazing. I, I love being in the big house. I love when I'm able to get that close to the field as well. It just It's just a different experience yeah. than being towards the top. But I, I had so much fun. I was freaking out. I probably looked outrageous with how much I was screaming. 
right. uh, over some of the penalties that were called, some of the plays. Like I couldn't really believe it, but yeah. it was amazing. And then when everyone started rushing onto the field, because I was so close to the field, I didn't actually storm the field. Um, but so many people were trying to get past me. It was a little scary. I can't lie, but <laughs> it was a little scary. But it was just seeing everybody just so excited because I had left the game my freshman year before we'd actually won. So I didn't get to see that in, in person. So when I finally got to the top of the stadium to walk out and I looked down and just the field was just covered in people. You couldn't yeah. even see like the turf or anything, the grass. And I just, it was just honestly beautiful. <laughs> like everyone was just so happy, obviously besides the Ohio State fans, but yeah. I was freezing, but it was an amazing day. That is incredible. Yeah, no, I have no doubt it was super cold, but like I just kept looking because they kept showing on the TV, like because I was I was home, but they like mm-hmm. kept showing back to the field, and I kept being like, it's still full. Like thirty yeah. minutes later, like people were still like in a mass in the heart of it. Like that's so cool. Yeah. Have you ever been on the field at Michigan Stadium before? No, and I need no. to know like what clubs or organizations do I have to join so I can be. <laughs> we can we can figure it away because Ross gets to do it like once um, at the start of the year every year. And then there are less official ways to do it as well. (laughs) But anyways, uh, we can chat about those off air. This is nothing illegal, by the way. No, um, no. no never would be. Uh, I, I'm curious. This is kind of a, a bigger shift, but like, I want to circle back to housing because, like, you work. Yeah. You lived in Michigan West Quad. Mm-hmm. You're now off campus housing, but you're still working as a community center assistant in Michigan housing. So, yeah. like, I guess I'm just curious. What's your POV on like Michigan housing? Being a resident and now having this role where you kind of probably deal with a whole bunch of residents currently. Yeah, I like you mentioned. I lived in West Quad my freshman year. West Quad, best quad, might I Absolutely. add. Absolutely. Um, my dorm experience was unconventional i had a suite which i was very grateful for so i had a bathroom with ice line i've never used a communal shower um we had a kitchen so i like hardly went to the dining hall so it was very very untraditional freshman year dorming experience and i'm fully aware of that but i don't know i i had gotten offered work study my freshman year through my financial aid package i was really excited about but i was getting really nervous about applying for jobs and i was walking through the hall one day and i saw the qr code up on the tv in the lobby that said apply to bcca and i had no idea what that was so yeah but it said it said on the bottom work study can be applied and I was like, well, I need work study. So I went online and I applied and they got back to me really quickly, actually. And I had an interview. It was my first real sit down interview. And of course, it was over Zoom, but yeah. I was I was so nervous. And I was actually initially put into the waiting pool, which is like, mm, we're not like rejecting your application, but you haven't been accepted yet. So I was in the waiting pool for literally a day and a half. And then I got an email that they were giving me an offer at the position. So I was really excited. And I knew I was really fortunate to be able to like get that job. And they had asked your first preference. And I I'd said, like, I live in West Quad. I prefer West Quad. And that's where I got put. And that's literally where I've been working for three years now. And I like all my friends, honestly, are from my job as a CCA. I've known <laughs> most of them since my freshman year. We've all been working together because we all either lived in West Quad or South Quad. Yeah. So we've all known each other for so long now. But I don't know. I really, I don't mind my job. I think a lot of people would think it's bad because, you know, customers 
customer service, you're dealing with college students. It's it's really, it's not bad. I mean, you get like one or two encounters that you're just kind of surprised by, but it's like that with every customer service job, really. Yeah. But I, yeah, I don't dislike working for Michigan Housing whatsoever. Um, I had a great experience when I lived there, so I don't really have any complaints. I have a great boss, which I know a lot of people aren't fortunate enough to say, especially as a college student. Yeah. Um, especially with some of the jobs that they offer college students on and off campus, you can end up with like really bad supervisors. So I'm I'm really lucky that I have a good one who like cares about us a lot. Uh, he just he ends all his emails with "I'm so proud of all of you" or That's the "Thank you for thing. making me love my job." <laughs> it's just he's the best, and it's not it's not a hard job, honestly, working as a CCA. Um, the hours are great, and it, it is work study, so you get to do homework, and it's it's super high in demand though. I yeah. think I've answered the question of how do I apply or where's the application at least five times in the past two weeks. Wow. So it's super high in demand. And <laughs> um, my boss will joke sometimes. He's like, you know, people are applying for this position every day. So if you guys <laughs> don't want to work here anymore. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> but uh, that's just you know if you aren't working enough hours or something like that they'll make a little joke but yeah no i mean it's great you do have those instances with some residents i had a resident call me a bitch a couple weeks ago what uh, yeah which wasn't great i it wasn't it was great um i i spoke with my supervisor about it and we, we uh he's like aware of it but he uh, he didn't like the way uh his interaction in the package room occurred i guess um, which resulted in him going in the hallway and turning to his friend. It was like, she was such a bitch. Um, Bro, which I've, wait, that's crazy. Which I've never had that happen before. And to anybody, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you receive the energy that you put out into the world. So, like, if you if you throw your stuff at me, like your identification, like your M card, you throw your M card at me, and I don't give it back to you by placing it into your hand. Don't, like, he, he like, flung it at me. So when I gave it back to him, I kind of like tossed it. And um, yeah, I guess he didn't like that very much. But um, yeah, I've never had anything like that happen other than that one instance. But I don't know. Could have been having a bad day for all I know. But yeah, but but still, like, <laughs> as much as people have bad days, like tr- you try to, you know, again, be the energy you want to put into the world. Like, I don't know. That's hard. That's unfortunate. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. It's just it happened a couple like a month probably now. Um, um, it's cool. Like, I don't work in the package room very often, to be honest. Actually, no, that's a complete lie. I work there all the time. But I haven't seen him since. So you, There we go. We got him. And I mean, like, here's the thing. <laughs> you know where he lives. Like... <laughs> That's the danger uh, here. Like, I would never want to upset anybody, <laughs> let alone people who know my housing information. I'm not allowed to use that for personal use, by the way. Of course Just not. No. Just that. I would never do that. But No. No, no same. That, is, <laughs> that <laughs> is, like, an, an ongoing joke that we have, though, among CCA. It's like, do they know that we know where they live? Yeah. <laughs> That's my joke with as an RA. I'm always like, if you need me, you know where you know where I live. Yeah, it's right down the hall. Yeah, <laughs> that's wild. Wow. Yeah, that's like the only like really bad encounter I've ever had. I mean, you get your like stereotypical of it, it happened Sunday night after break. Someone wasn't returning until after like the desk closed, and she needed a new room key, and she sent her friends down to the desk, and um, they were pretending to be her in order to get a room key for her. And it was just like, we obviously can't give you a room key to someone else's room. Like, please no. don't ask us to do that. <laughs> um, so you get, or um, oh, I'm here to pick up my roommate's package. Like, okay, I can't just give you someone else's package. That's a no-no. Yeah. So you get 
get other little fun stuff like that once in a while, but Yeah. other than that, you know, I just kind of sit at the desk and do my do my thing. Do your thing, bring a smile, be a be a very positive energy in the in the West Quad building, all that fun fun stuff. Yeah. No, the CCAs are delightful. Those that I've gotten to interact with you and Claire and Justin and I are Snapchatting now, which is a fun new development. Yeah, it's a good time. It's definitely a good time. Uh, I want to transition a little bit into just some of the broad based college topics. I love to ask everybody on this show, and I'll start yeah. with um, what is the best piece of advice that somebody's given to you? This everyone always says sophomore year is the worst year. And I didn't believe that until I was like, I was living through it. Last year was really rough for me. And I walked out of my apartment on the last day and just was so excited. I didn't have to come back again for a couple more months. And I just, it was really difficult. Last year was super hard. Academically, I was taking some really difficult classes mentally. I was just in a really bad place with the people around me. And I have this one cousin, him and I are very close. And... He actually worked at, he is one of the men's golf coach at uh, Penn State. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, he's he's pretty awesome. And so, he lives in Pennsylvania. He lives in Happy Valley year-round. But he comes up to visit a couple times during the summer. And we, like, go up to my uncle's lake house. And I was sitting with him. And I was telling him about some of the things that were going on, you know, with everything that happened last year at school and some issues I had going on with friends at home. And he was like, Elizabeth, you can control yourself. You can control your actions. You can control your behavior what everything and everyone else decides to do around you is their choice because he's like people always tell you you know you got to focus on you but he goes you are control of yourself everyone else around you is they are their own people they are their own entities he goes just you and you know everyone always tells you you know like you are your first priority but it's so hard but then when someone paints it out for you like that like you can beg someone to want to be your friend to have a relationship with you in any capacity but if they don't want to reciprocate it or if they're rude to you they're you can't can't do anything about that so that's probably the best piece of advice i got was you control yourself you can control your behaviors how you act with other people the way people respond is out of your control yes yeah. how he said it so I, I i've received that piece of advice in the past as well and it's one that i constantly circle back to and tell others about as well because i think it's it's very freeing and at the same time it's it's hard pill to swallow and i think at the same time though like it really helps in so many different situations when you can kind of let a little bit of like of it go because you're like yeah the, you know at the end of the day you just can't have perfect impact on everything and that's yeah. like hard but at the same time it's like it's good to know and understand that absolutely yeah. and just the way he framed it really made me see that yeah and i've been carrying that advice with me in my pocket you know ever since he said I'm it gl- to me so i'm glad you you shared it out from your pocket then i really appreciate you doing that <laughs> it's honestly the core of this question is is i love asking people like you know because you really get a lot of the th- stuff that has impacted people and i think that's really cool um and further things about impact and things i want to ask what is the ultimate tip that you would give for somebody going into college hmm it's okay if your plans change. Um, mm-hmm. I was super set in stone with what I wanted to do. And I thought I had the next six years of my life planned out and I didn't. And I think that's a really difficult concept for a lot of, especially freshmen, to grasp that you might take a class and you might not like it. And then suddenly everything is shifting and changing. And like it's okay if you don't stick to your plan. You're not, you're not a failure, which I think is a really common thing. A lot of students think if they don't do that, that they failed. That's not 
not it's not the case if one thing changes you are still talented you're still knowledgeable you're still a great student you're still a great person like don't let one thing changing in your path change everything it's gonna be it's gonna be okay like I think that would be my best tip is it's okay for things to change and it's gonna happen you're in college it's a completely different scene it's a new environment so like if don't let that scare you don't let that change scare you yeah that's a great piece of advice I really really love that like I think that college is a space for change a lot but I think it's like I think there's the expected change of like oh make new friends and and (laughs) you develop personalities more but like when the unexpected change comes into the comes out of the woodwork it's like oh oh dear um but I think at the same time that's so valuable and I think that's I think college is there for the unexpected change as as much if not more than the expected change um and I really like that piece of advice because again it's there's that quote it's like you know you can never lose in a race that it's only with yourself it's somehow I think put more eloquently than that but like again like you don't it's funny how we try to prescribe failure to so many different things when like we just don't need to exactly i completely agree with you we we i think we attribute more to failure than we do to success especially in college um you see one bump in the road and suddenly everything is failing around you yeah that's that's not the case it's one little hiccup it's gonna be okay and i think a lot of people tend to forget that once they come to any college especially i think the university of michigan because you know a lot of stuff going on here <laughs> yeah yeah we're big we're we're <laughs> in, eventful and we're full of a lot of people doing a lot of of really wickedly cool things and i think yeah it, it can make some pressure on on the sides of it as well i think sometimes it's good pressure but sometimes i think it can also really feed into a to a negative element here but still i think that through that advice and through peer support things can go really well yeah um kind of diving more into that what's like what were your expectations going to, to michigan and like how did they kind of hold true how didn't they hold true i was really scared about making friends i was i went to a really small high school my graduating Mm -hmm. class had under 100 people in it and everybody told me you're gonna go to such a big university you're gonna make so many friends it's going to be so easy and it was so difficult (laughs) yeah um so my expectations were super high in that area you know you're gonna you and your college uh, your freshman year roommate you're gonna be best friends forever um you're gonna meet these lifelong friends and then after freshman year i didn't talk to any of them (laughs) ever again so um that really was a big reality check because you know you hear everyone around you who's who's grown up i guess talk about their college years and their lifelong friends and i don't know you think you meet this one person like oh my god this is my best friend for life and then summer rolls around you never talk to them again right um so i think my expectations were super high just in terms of the socialization which obviously there is a lot of socializing at u of m but you know you don't you know always hang out with your friends outside of class yeah. or anything like that so I think I just had really high expectations in that regard and also I just you know I was really proud of myself I got accepted to this really difficult university I thought yeah. I was just gonna thrive as soon as I stepped into the classroom and that wasn't the case either so the reality of getting my first I uh my first B on an exam which isn't even that bad now when I no. look back on it yeah <laughs> but yeah. that I that reality check was was crazy because I just you know I I took French my first year and then my first semester of my sophomore year and I I did great in French in high school and I did not do great in French here 
foreign language is so difficult in this university. Um, so when I walked into that classroom and I heard everyone else speaking French, the professor was speaking so fluently and I didn't understand a word she was saying. <laughs> so, you know, you get accepted and you think you are you're, you are an academic weapon, basically. <laughs> and then you yeah. like, go to a class and it kind of all sits in and you're like, oh, we're all, you know, great students. That's why we're here. They're going to expect that from us. Um, which is a really difficult pill to swallow at first. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I'm curious, what about the language? Is it just like the proficiency you're already walking into with Michigan language? Is it the like four days a week of courses? Like what makes Michigan languages different than like high school language? I think, I don't think I was as adequately prepared as everybody else was. I, I loved my high school French teacher. She was great. But my senior year, I took advanced French and we, we watched movies and we didn't really do a lot. So I honestly felt like that I'd went an entire year without French, basically. And then when I took my placement test, I got put into French 103, mm-hmm. uh, which the lowest one is, I believe, French 101. So I was I was just proud of myself for not getting put into the first class. Yeah. Um, but then to see how advanced everybody was already in 103, they all had so much experience. And I mean, like I said, I went to a really small high school. So my French class was the same 12 people all four years. Yep. So you just get used to just talking to the same 12 people every single day. Um. But as you mentioned, the four days a week is kind of exhausting, yeah. especially when that's your only class. Um, that was my only Friday class my first semester of sophomore that's year. That's tough. That's <laughs> really tough. All the way across campus to the North University building. Not and, a North uh, University building. No, no, not no. the nub. Not, not the, the nub. N- the nub is... <laughs> The nub is the closest thing to my high school chemistry room. Um, <laughs> like straight out of the seventies. Uh, yeah. No, I was just confused why they. I was having French and then like in the nub. In the nub, like the was a science building. Like in my head, I associate that with science. So like, yeah. why is my French class here? <laughs> I think nub is one of the most unfrench sounding words that I could yeah. possibly conjure. It's like it is. You're right. Yeah. No, it was it was extremely difficult. The professors had really high expectations. Um, I. I ended up building great relationships with all my French professors, though, which I'm really fortunate for. But it was it was just it was difficult content. The way that they graded your speaking was so harsh. You would lose participation points if they even heard you whisper English during class. Um, wow. So it was. I did meet one of my my best friends in that in French 232, which was my last semester. He walked in on the first day of class, and there was an empty seat next to me. He walked in like a minute late, and he sat down, and he goes, "Hey." And I, I thought the way he had spoken to me, like I knew him and I couldn't recognize him. Yes. I'm like, who, who are you? <laughs> and after I got my first participation grade back, I literally consulted my professor about it and was like, oh, what can I do to improve my grade? And she said, I know you and Andrew are like best friends and it can be really hard not to talk to him. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> I met that guy two weeks ago <laughs> yeah. on the first day class. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> It was, it was so funny. Um, but yeah, they very high expectations, very strict grading in speaking and writing, oh, which are like the two main components of a foreign language class. But yeah. the, the grading is very, very harsh. Wow. I appreciate that yeah. insight because I feel like <laughs> you, you hear about Michigan math, you hear about a couple other Michigan departments that are new and different and unique. Michigan language, mm-hmm. I feel like, flies under the radar more. But it's like interesting to hear about that POV because even, even just the four days alone is kind of is is a surprise to hear initially but yeah yeah it definitely is i would have definitely preferred two two hour days a week 
compared to one hour four days a week but oh yeah that's that's just me <laughs> no i'm right there with you um i, I want to circle back to housing a little bit more kind of ping pong what is a dorm room essential item for you a really good mattress pad yeah you you need it those mattress i yeah yeah, I, you see it. <laughs> I see it. I don't even think you could call them mattresses, to be honest. That feels no. like a stretch. Um, you, I had, I had one of those really good, like Tempur-Pedic ones from Bed yeah. Bath and Beyond. Oh yeah. That had like cooling in it. I don't really know how it works, but I was never hot when I went to bed. Um, you, you need a really good mattress pad. Doesn't matter what dorm you're in where you are that's my essential like you need one (laughs) if you want to get any sleep whatsoever no ten thousand percent uh (laughs) i want to roll into dining a little bit what is the best michigan dining hall on campus and then like in the general ann arbor vicinity what's like your favorite restaurant i i didn't go to a lot of dining halls honestly Mm -hmm. um i went to south quite a lot because i was super close i think the best dining hall because of its variety in my opinion is east quad um i i went to mojo a couple times and that was about it but i went to east quite a lot because i had a math class in east hall so there i we went go. there a lot freshman year mm-hmm. but yeah east quad for sure was my favorite place for dining food off campus i i gotta go with good old hopcat to be honest with you i okay. love their pretzel mugs <laughs> yeah heard that i agree <laughs> um yeah i have um i got a weird diet because of some health stuff so i'm not very adventurous and a lot there's a lot of diverse cuisine options in ann arbor yeah. and i hate the fact that i can't really enjoy them like i can't really do um like sushi which is super popular That's i can't tough. do mediterranean food um there's a lot of places i just i simply can't eat at but Hopcat, Hopcat's usually pretty safe, and I I like it there. So that's nice. Yeah, it's unfortunate yeah. with like that if you're not able to try some of the other places. But Hopcat pretzel mugs, you really can't go wrong. Um, no. that's a very true statement. <laughs> now, uh, what's a moment from high school that you still think about? High school kind of haunts me. I think about high yeah. school a lot. One of my roommates actually, we went to high school together, so we frequently find ourselves talking about high school. <laughs> um, one moment though, probably honestly graduation, which I feel like is so stereotypical. Um, but (laughs) I, I was the last one to walk across the stage. My last name is Aziz. So that just felt so, I don't know, symbolic in a way, you know, it was the last one from the class of 2021 that got to cross the stage and get their diploma. Um, you know, everyone was just kind of waiting for my name to get called because then we knew once my name was called, (laughs) we were done. (laughs) Yeah. Um, there were so many cheers from the parents because they're like, yeah, the ceremony's over. Um, but just, you know, that kind of closing moment. I don't want to give myself too much credit, but I kind of felt like I was like the closing chapter yeah. of high school. Like I was the last one to walk across that stage. You shut it um, down. I did. Like class 21, out. Like officially, out. we're done. <laughs> um, so that that moment, I think about it a lot. And when they, when you cross the stage, they read off all the schools you were accepted to and the scholarship you received. And I, I was just so proud of myself in that moment. Because, you know, I heard everybody else's achievements as well. But just hearing them, hearing like being spoken so highly of, and it was, it was for me. I was like, that's kind of amazing. Like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, senior year was a really special moment for that, where I feel like there were so many payoffs. Graduation definitely being like the biggest one. But like, I I remember that too. Whether it be like at the senior scholarship night and like being so proud of of my peers and yeah, and like the work that that I put in that like you know the one puts into like senior year because it's just a grind to get through that year. Let alone mm-hmm. like all the college stuff and all the scholarships and it feels so piling up um so that's that's a really proud thing 
something to be proud of and like i remember the uh letter of recommendations too can you think about that like reminded me of those of like just like hearing the kind words from your teachers and from people who had kind of seen you grow up like seeing you go through this whole process and especially that small school vibes like it's really special yeah i actually there's the letter of recommendations i guess that was my michigan application i still haven't read those you should and read them i i don't know how to obtain them <laughs> ask whoever wrote them for you and be like hey you still got a copy that's what i did um, i hope yeah. they remember me <laughs> i'm sure they remember you i know that they do yeah uh what's a song you would add to a school survival playlist oh let me pull up my playlist really pull quickly. up the spotify i'll pull up mine and i'll add it right to the list right now <laughs> Oh, that's my musical playlist. We're not gonna look in that one. Um, like musical theater musical? Yeah, like all my, my show tunes. <laughs> Love that. Um, I'm gonna have to, this. It's gonna sound so sad, but Mess It Up by Gracie Abrams. Oh. It's just like such a nice little, you know, break. And she has such a great voice. And I don't know. I like in the song, she has the acknowledgement that like mistakes happen, stuff happens. But I'm a big Gracie Abrams fan. So. Yeah. I'm a big fan of songs that acknowledge this stuff happens. Um, I, I think that you, you get that a lot. I love asking this question because you get a lot of that kind of vibe for this mm -hmm. playlist, which I think is really nice. Like there are a lot of songs that have like some meaning and some impact and, and give some good messaging. And I think it's cool to like see that it almost tells the story of college students through music. But I think that's just me reading way too deep into this the creative writing minor is slipping out um oh my gosh you have yeah. a creative writing minor i do i haven't officially declared but i'm like going to at the end of the semester so that's yeah. amazing i'm an english minor as well let's go wait you're dual minoring <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow how do you have the time like do, is that a difficult I, thing to manage no i actually was going when i was at the end of last year when i was gonna write a backpack for this current semester I was adding up all the credits that I had. Oh, I was like, I have a lot of a lot of leftover credits. I gotta I don't like the freedom of just being like pick whatever <laughs> class you want. I was like, I need structure. Yeah. So I I picked up the English minor and I really like it. That's amazing. Lots of I do a lot of writing, but because it's just yeah. humanities across the and social science across the board, but it's okay. It's what I'm good at. Hey, that's amazing. No, that's awesome. Like, I, I love writing journalism, storytelling. Like, I, I really think it's at the core of what I want to do and whatever I go and do. So it's a lot of fun. Look at us in our little <laughs> writing eras. Go off. Like, this is a lot of fun. Uh, fun. Yeah. The final question I've got for you, Elizabeth, it's a two-parter. What would you tell your freshman self in high school and your freshman self in college? I think I would tell my freshman self that you're going to experience a lot of difficulties in the next four years um both in like your personal life and academically but you are going to persevere and it's going to be okay um in that you just have to take everything one day at a time because i know i i went through a lot throughout high school um and every day felt like it was the worst day of my life so i think i would just tell my freshman self in high school that just get through the day because everything's going to be okay um and then like similar i think to freshman uh college me um, that you are going to think everything is all planned out and it's okay that it's not and you are going to face obstacles and there's going to be so much stuff going on around you at all times but you just have to anchor yourself you can't focus on everything that's swirling around you you can focus on similar to what the advice my cousin gave me um you just got to focus on yourself and control what you're doing because there's gonna be people around you um stuff going on around you that you can't control and you're not meant 
too. So just carry that mentality through the next four years and you're going to be okay. <laughs> I love that. I love anchor yourself. I like everything that that invokes. Um, Just like kind of having a central point and like the world's kind of revolving around like you can stay fixed in, in who you are and what you can control. That's a, both brilliant pieces of advice, Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you, Carter. Yeah, that kind of brings us to the end of our show. But the last question I actually have is like, what do you have to plug, share, promote, send the people to? Uh, I want to hear it all. Oh, oh my God. Um, what do I have to plug? <laughs> it's hockey season, guys. Woo. Um, we don't have any home games coming up right now at Yost, but second the winter semester starts, our first week back, we got two home games. So go to Yost. Um, just it, just you know, take y'all in the athletics department here because it's awesome. <laughs> um, so you know, go to Yost, go to Chrysler, let your fellow classmates know that you're there to support them because it's so much fun and you're gonna be great people while you're there so yeah. go to yos go to chrysler that is all super super cool you, you remind me and i kind of forget like support your classmates like that's such a fun way of thinking about the michigan <laughs> athletics department right because it is it's like it is your classmates i i i am in a class with something on the michigan football team right now and they're an absolute delight to to like work on projects with and then i yeah. kind of forget like oh you're also like on television and playing football and like it's crazy but there jj mccarthy is our classmate isn't, he, that, yeah, what, isn't that fun like yeah yeah it is it's so much fun i'm doing a research project on it right now and yeah. like the life of a student athlete and yeah like the celebrity status that so many people appoint them um but it's like yeah they're your classmates like they are super hard working and incredibly oh, yeah. talented and just go support them i'm in a world his sports and world history class right now and i'm there with a lot of athletes <laughs> yeah and it's it's super cool to see them like when we talk about you know the ncaa and nil deals get their opinions and their reactions but yeah they're just they're there just like the rest of us so yeah support your classmates <laughs> support your classmates go to michigan football game go to volleyball and chrysler and yost and, and softball and soccer and anything else in between um yes. there's so many cool sports happening gymnastics awesome stuff across the board um I, I i completely second that advice and elizabeth that brings us to the end of the episode thank you so much for coming on and chatting today i've had an absolute delightfully great time so yeah i appreciate it i'm so glad thank you so much for inviting me this has probably been like the coolest experience of my life <laughs> wow that is very high praise that means the world to me wow thank you i hope it only goes up from here <laughs> No, I was just so honored when you asked me. Like, oh my gosh, I'm. Thank you. <laughs> no, I I love to. I mean, I feel like we've been. I like every time I see you at the front desk. If I'm not like five minutes late to class, I'll be like, all right, we're making a pit stop and chit chatting because it's always such a fun time. So thank I had you. to get to do that for an hour on on air live to the people. So yeah, I hope thank the people you. enjoyed. <laughs> I hope people enjoyed as well. People, if you enjoyed, you know what to do. Uh, first of all, contact Elizabeth. Not contact Elizabeth. Find. <laughs> follow elizabeth on all the stuff that, that she's doing go to some sports games have a good time you can find us at stucopod on instagram stucopod at gmail.com send us an email you can contact me i can relay stuff to elizabeth only if it's super nice and wonderful and supportive that's <laughs> that's all i would expect from that inbox if i start getting hate mail that's gonna be crazy um but anyways elizabeth any other party words before we head out of here go blue go blue <laughs> wishing you the best of luck and the best of times in all of your educational endeavors the student council is adjourned